Yeah, hey, uh, Podunk Soup Sports, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm Overclock, maybe you heard of me? No? Long story short, I got tricked into trading my meat body to some shady corporation to pay for my boyfriend's medical debt, got stuck in a robot body, and I've been Metal Gear Solid revengeancing my way through everyone responsible until I get it back. So look, I get that a lot of people think I'm an air quote supervillain on air quote, but hey, hey, when some suit and tie jackass steals your body and sticks you in a glorified Roomba, we'll talk about appropriate response levels. I'm pretty sure I'm at least as heroic as any of the March Masks and his competitors, maybe more so than some. I only ever go after people that legitimately wronged me. Pretty sure there's at least a few competitors who used to do major crimes for funsies. What I'm getting at is, where's my damn invite, March Masksness? Am I not good enough to get digitized into a computer? Why don't you go get one of your time travel kids to go back and tell that to Heron Biomedical? Not that I think this particular computer is a great place to be. As a terminally online anti-hero, I know what an Ultracade is, and let me tell you, Ultracade Online has some real dark secrets. For instance, Ultracade is a super... the exclamation mark on your name i do i have to like shout it oh no i mean the the exclamation mark in my name is really just kind of there for like flavor and um in the beginning of my career uh most people when they needed to address me were usually yelling at the top of their lungs so it sort of just uh grew out organically from there you can just call me boom though the exclamation point is implied I'm used to people yelling my name, too. Like, it's just so hard being a celebrity. That's that's why people yell your name, right? Because you're famous? In a manner of speaking. Um, I mean, it just, I figured that was, like, branding purposes. Like, boom, and, like, TM. Is that not, is that not a thing? Well, you know, I actually don't know if Rory trademarked any of our names before he was launched into space. I wouldn't put it past him, to be totally honest, but oh my goodness, what if he started making merchandise of us? Could you imagine, like, oh, what, would a, what would a Tark Tower playset look like? That would be so neat. I think hey, it'd look um, like a truck, and when you open up the truck, there's a building inside. Oh my god, like a Tark Tech lab truck? That would be super cool, and we could have... Beep Boop's dad's goo tube in it, and it could light up if you hit a switch? Uh-uh. This hey, is gold. everyone. We're recording. Oh, 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 we're on now. Okay. Yeah. Hi. All right. Uh, in that case, uh, welcome to Power Dunk Super Sports, the only program in the city bringing you all the latest news from the year's biggest event. I'm not going to say the final part. I'm I'm removing it from the intro. Sorry, scam. <laughs> um, we got some. Or I'm Slugbug. I use she/her over there. Behind the camera is Flicker. Hi. I use any pronouns. And then we have two special guests. I'm just going to go with uh, the order in which they are sitting away from me. So closest first, name and pronouns. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is uh, Pedro Greedy, but you can call me Boom, because that's my superhero name. And I use she, her pronouns. Hi, everybody. Hi, Light Fanners, especially. I'm Lighthammer. Um, I mean, you all knew that, but just in case you didn't, uh, I use he, him pronouns most of the time. I mean, what does he, him pronouns? Yep. 
And y'all are from uh, Halcyon and Moon Harbor, respectively, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moon Harbor here. And which Halcyon are you from, Boom? Uh, I'm from the Halcyon that had um kind of a little, kind of a large rip in the space-time continuum form uh, about a few months ago. Boom, uh, it's so the Halcyon sorry. city with a. It's the Halcyon city with a bunch of redundant public transport. Oh, the the Tark Tower one. Yes, Tark Tower. Cool, cool. Yeah, I was about to say ripping hole in like time and space doesn't really count because I know the one with um like uh, Stone Enterprises also has that. That happened like really recently for them. So, you know, I feel like there's always a lot of chaos in Halcyon cities. Yeah, I probably should have led with the redundant public transport thing first. Well, welcome to Apex City. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's my first time. It's such a lovely place. There's a lot of abandoned warehouses. Yeah, if you kind of ignore those, then it's it's an alright place, I guess. Oh, we're very big on the abandoned warehouses. I heard it's your number one export. You know, I, it's been getting around. I don't know who started saying it, but I guess they're not wrong. Do you export a warehouse? Never mind. Well, isn't that how people wind up living in those shipping containers? That's basically just like a scaled-down warehouse. That's true. I always wanted to turn one of those shipping containers into like a nightclub, like a really exclusive one that like moved around the city. But uh, apparently you can't get a permit for that because there's not good enough ventilation and, you know, people can pick it up and steal it. And like villains are definitely going to do that because villains are terrible. Yeah. Definitely all villains are terrible. Um, so, boom, you're in the tournament still. Uh, how's that going? How's the, how's the computer lack? We haven't had anyone that's actually been in there yet. Oh, yeah, um, so the, um, I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe what it actually felt like getting uploaded into the computer. So yeah, um, when I was... I guess digitized, I think is the the phrase they were using. Um, It felt very weird. It felt like very tingly. It almost felt like this is going to sound weird, but this is the best like approximation I can come up with with in my mind. It felt kind of like I was getting carbonated. Like I felt like very like lifty and, and, and sort of like bubbly almost. And then um, I was in the middle of an ever-expanding digital landscape that was completely barren, except for the presence of uh, a supervillain that I had to fight uh, early on in my career. So that wasn't yeah. fun, but, you know, the experience itself of getting digitized wasn't bad. That's yeah, it sounds like a full-body soda stream. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, for me, it was like... I would, it felt like I was under like a really cold wall. I mean, this is what I imagine it would feel like if I was in it. I'm not in it. I'm definitely not there. Um, not me, not in this year's competition. Uh, but cold water is what I heard that it feels like, but I'm not there. You know, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask, it- you're not on uh, the bracket this year. Yep. I just was busy with the musical. Um, not, not doing anything else, not in the competition secretly. I wouldn't be there. I'm in the musical, doing the musical thing. Boom. I think I interrupted you. Were you gonna? Oh, no. I was something? just gonna say, like, yeah, it does actually feel a little bit like you're getting dunked into cold water. All right. A cold soda stream. I guess that's the best we can do for the folks at home if they want to try it themselves. 
I, I don't recommend blasting yourself with a soda stream. It's not as refreshing as you might be led to believe. Very sticky. So, uh, Lighthammer, you brought up the uh, the musical. I, I, you know, those have been happening every year. I think, right? Yeah, this is our second one. We did like a like a little event the first year, or my first year. But uh-huh. yeah, this is our second big musical. Um, it's really a lot of fun. Boom's in it uh, for the second year in a row. Oh, nice. Very excited about that. Uh, you may not know, but Paige O'Grady has an incredible voice. Oh, that's, oh, I, um, <laughs> that's not, that's not really that accurate. I mean, I get by. And am I allowed to call Anai your girlfriend? You mean my girlfriend? Yes. Yeah, uh, Anai's also in it. Um, Paige's girlfriend and lots of, uh, heroes. Uh, this year's story is about kind of the struggle of being a hero versus being like a mundane person and celebrity versus hero for good. It's very much like about the morality of heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Stellar from Apex City is in it too, right? But her 19 year old self? Yeah, like we have like time travel involved. We've had a couple heroes like travel here from different times. Um, but yeah, no, Stellar is involved. Stellar has been with me since the beginning. Uh, Stellar is one of like four people who's been with us since the get-go. Oh, that's, that's neat. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of like healthy competitive rivalry because, you know, we can't all be as famous as, as I am, but like, regardless, still really cool to have her. Yeah. I'm glad someone from Apex City is, uh, is able to represent. And I heard she's a very good singer. She is. She sounds great, too. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't have her on the show this year on account of... I don't have her number. That was, like, my Uncle Scam's thing. So, I I don't have any connections. I mean, that's fair. She's also a hard lady to get in touch with. She is very busy. You know, she's got, like, a whole mentor-mentee situation going on. It's It's just a lot. Yeah. So, uh, we're not gonna get into the bracket stuff just yet, but Boom, you're up against a teammate next round, right? Yes, it's, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that it shook out this way. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be up against Beep Boop next round. So that's going to be, I mean, I'd be lying if I said it's not going to be a little bit emotionally fraught. But Beep Boop's a close friend of mine. And it's a, I guess it's the sort of situation where no matter who wins, I'll be happy to see you know, either one of us advance. You know, I'm looking at the bracket now, and I, I can't believe I didn't see anyone talking about the portmanteau of Queen Beep Boop. <laughs> That's so good. That would have been pretty good. Kind of just that... went right under the radar, that possibility, I guess. Well, maybe maybe we'll invite Queen Bee to come solve some mysteries with us, fight some crimes, and then we can get the portmanteau going. Meanwhile, I want to organize a, like, meetup of, like, all the alliterative heroes, so like Beep Boop, Blackbird, Violence Violet, Kid Katie, like Hyanna Hawthorne. There's just so much good alliteration this year. Void Viper, too. Oh, that would be such a cool team idea. You could call yourselves like the um the the alliterative Avengers. Yeah. That's the it. alphabet soup. Maybe we'll workshop that one a little bit. <laughs> I can't imagine what it would be like to compete against a teammate, like 
Especially you and Beep Boop have known each other for so long. That's got to be really tough. Yeah, I mean, Beep Boop. Beep Boop is probably one of my closest friends. I mean, she's probably one of my best friends. It's going to be hard, you know, the the fact that we are competing against each other and so only one of us can win. But we're not really competing against each other so much as we're both just trying to do our best and whoever does the best at doing their best gets to advance. You know, like that. Uh, I want to circle back over to uh, the Lat Hammer in the musical. Uh, how can people, you know, people want to see it? I'd imagine, you know, it sounds like y'all are putting a lot of work in. Uh, where could they? Where can they catch that? Yeah. So, um, unlike the rest of this year's March Baskness competition, it doesn't take place in the digital world um, because you know we can't just like bring people in to watch every like we can't digitize everybody, um, and everybody will be there. Trust me. Um, so we are actually streaming it. Um, you can see it on, uh, Moon Harbor, like the city's got a YouTube page. So if you go and check out their YouTube page, uh, it'll be streaming three nights this month, uh, March 18th, which is this coming Friday at 8.30 PM Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and then the following, uh, Friday, and then the following Friday at also 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the 25th, and then April 1st will be our last performance of it, also at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Amazing. Well, I'll be sure to check it out. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, the yeah. team has been working really hard on it. It's a lot of hard work, but they're they're killing it. And uh, if folks missed on the first one, they could catch the, uh, the old ones on that YouTube channel, I imagine? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. That's good to know. Um, I, I guess, um, Flicker, did you have any questions? I never ask if you have any questions. I kind of just take over the hosting duties and just go. Oh, yeah. Um, I do have a question. I guess this would be more for Boom than a Light Hammer, but, uh, has there been any, like, what do you think of, like, the, the tech that they're using for the competition? Like, have you really gotten to see much of it? Um, what goes on with how the, how the uh, arcade works? Um, I mean, unfortunately, I think you might be asking the wrong person on the team for this. Um, I can tell you that the arcade is probably really great because I haven't seen Get Up for a week now, and I think he's in there. Um, I do know that the technology that they use to digitize us, or at least me, I don't know how it went for any of the other competitors. Um, you sort of like, you step into like this big sort of like tube thingy. Like, um, when my dad had to get gallbladder surgery, they put him in this stand up x ray machine that sort of like just rotated the x ray mechanism around him, which was very interesting. It was kind of like that, except instead of getting an x ray, uh, you are getting turned incorporeal and uploaded into a machine. Huh. It's very strange. Um, it it was kind of odd because it was happening to me and I didn't realize that I was disappearing at first, but, um, and I sure did. And, uh, she didn't look very happy about it. And I can confirm actually after the fact that no, she was not very happy about that. Uh, we actually have information here for the next round. I I'm curious, uh, seeing how the next round you're going to be like patrol in a city. And all that. Do, do you do much patrol work in the Halcyon? 
I do. Yeah. So um, the way Halcyon City is set up, uh, we have this system called Crime Pewter, which sort of sifts through incoming um, like police reports, things like that, 911 calls, and prioritizes the things that we can handle. So that's part of the job. I also tend to do some patrol work myself um, because I, I'm kind of recognizable, I guess. Um, you know, there's somebody flying around in the sky and they've got like this big glowing thing in their chest and their right arm. I mean, it's it's noticeable. So, yeah, I mean, if I see things happening, I do my best to intervene. I'm not going to lie, though. Um, a lot of it is getting cats out of trees. Um, you'd be surprised at how many cats get stuck in trees in Halcyon City. And I wish people would keep their cats indoors because... There's probably other things that I could be doing, and I'm going to be totally frank with you. Um, by the time I get up there, the cat is scared. I'm scared because the cat's angry. And um, yeah, um, I get clawed a lot, but it's fine. I mean, I'm happy that I can be reuniting them with their owners. That's great. Uh, sometimes there'll be like a car and its brakes won't work anymore. So I'll just have to like stop it or pick it up and then put it back down. Um, you know, some, a couple of times there's been like a big lizard attacking the city and like, I gotta go there. I gotta like punch him in the face. If he falls into the ocean, I gotta go into the ocean now and make sure he doesn't drown. So it's like, I'm holding up like this, like six ton lizard in the water. And it's like, you know, just run of the mill stuff. Uh, I hope you can catch whoever's putting all those cats in those trees. I think the cats put themselves into the trees, which makes no sense to me. If you're a cat and you don't want to be up in a tree, why would you go up there in the first place? It makes no sense. If somebody out there can talk to animals, can they please come visit Halcyon City and stage some kind of intervention with the cats so they stop going up trees? My teammate Enki can talk to animals, though he usually just makes them act worse. So I think we'll keep him in Moon Harbor for the moment. Oh yes, please, please do not send him to Halcyon City. I'm sure that he's a delightful person, but please do not send him to my home. Yeah, we don't want even more cats and trees. So, Lathammer, I know you're not, like, participating in the event at all. But what are your thoughts about some of these competitions so far? Yeah, I mean, I know the first one is a little traumatic, that, like, fear thing for people, um, because we're all teenagers or, like, young adults, and I don't know, I feel like when you're an adult, like, facing your fears is, like, one thing, but when you're a teenager, you're like, oh, I'm facing my own mortality, and that's a little terrifying. I mean, I faced my own mortality a couple times, because we did blow up the universe once, um, but, like, that was an accident. Wait, was that you guys? Um, I, well, it, we stopped someone, and in stopping them, it happened. It, again, it was an accident. It was not intentional. Gotcha. It's fixed, though. Well, it's kind of fixed. They're they're kind of two universes on top of each other. But it, that's a different story. Is that is that where the Michigan situation is over there? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure who is from which universe right now. Um, I know one of my teammates, unfortunately, is from the other universe that's laid on top of our own. Um, but we're trying to fix that. We're trying to, like, make sure that she doesn't disappear. Does it ever oh, get, gosh. like, confusing? So, yeah, I mean, like, my mentor in my universe is still my mentor, but he had a daughter in the other one. So now, like, I have, like, a rival 
that I didn't know was a thing, but she like knew me because I existed in her universe and it's very confusing. Um, also like if you're listening from Moon Harbor, just like don't listen to this because it's probably going to hurt your brain. Um, don't assume that your loved ones are not from your universe. They probably aren't, but you won't remember that when it gets fixed anyway. So don't worry about it. Wait, is this a thing that like the rest of us need to be worrying about? Because my primary loved one is from several millennia ago, but as far as I know, she's from the same universe as me. Yeah, I don't know how much that's affecting like other areas of the world. Like Moon Harbor is definitely affected, and we were in Europe when it happened. So like, there's a little bit of like Europe has some like weird side effects going on, but I don't know how widespread it is. I wonder if the the March Madness officials could help. They got all this weird dimension technology, right? Yeah, we should probably give the commissioner a call. I mean, I met them a couple of years ago, but it's been a while since we like talked, and it wasn't exactly the most positive experience. Stellar was there, and uh, I think we all kind of butted heads a little bit. Well, what if you got like I'm just spitballing here, but what if you got like the commissioner? to just digitize Europe. Like we just we just upload Europe and then we unupload Europe. Like sort of like a hard reset thing. Do you think that would work? So we're like turning it off and turning it on again. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's basically all I know about tech, but I think it works. Yeah, so I that's I vote we digitize Europe. Perfect. Let's go. I'll call the commissioner. Excellent. Oh, I love being productive. Wow, Boom is really saving Moon Harbor. Like, wow, you're a hero in Halcyon and in Moon Harbor. That's impressive. Hey, anytime you guys want me to stop by, I'm always willing to. Don't offer that because we inevitably steal people from other cities. Like, the Blade of Sorrows used to be with uh, the other Halcyon, uh, the one with Stone Enterprises. And then, like, I don't know what happened. I think he like got a crush on somebody from Moon Harbor, and now he's here permanently. Oh, well, you don't have to worry about that with me. I mean, we could steal both you and an I. Like, we could just absorb you into our teams. So, like, Ooh, like a fun vacation, just... like a couples retreat. Oh my god, cute couples retreat would be so much fun. My boyfriend and I could join you, but, like a whole thing, it'd be so much fun. Oh my god, let's do it. It's like a double date, except we're saving the city. Well, hopefully the city doesn't need saving when you're on vacation, but I guess, yeah. you know, can't really ch- choose. Are you sure? You couldn't ask any of the other contestants who also have uh, experience with interdimensional situations? Aren't the other crew from, don't they travel the multiverse or something? I did hear that about the other team, about uh, the people from Rancho Paseo. I actually haven't met anyone from Rancho Paseo yet, like one-on-one. We've like passed and like mingled a little bit, but I need to like really hang out with them soon. Yeah, you just missed Mystic last week, so. I know, I saw her on it last week. The program was so good, and I was like, wow, Mystic had good points. I need to come and tell everyone how wrong she was. Now, Mystic That's is really cool, and she plays a really mean game of Pompomatic Trouble. I did hear about that board game bracket last year, and it was really fun. I mean, board games are kind of for losers, but, like, not a big deal. I mean, it was sponsored by the Losers Lounge. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking, I mean, this is a bad transition to just bring up the Losers Lounge, but uh, there are inevitably going to be losers uh, after the next few matches. So let's, um, you want to talk about the bracket, I guess? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's start with finishing up 
uh, the round two stuff that hasn't happened yet. Um, this is the one where, this is the round where you get digitized and you have to fight a, a giant lizard conqueror from space, but you're also giant. Yes. Yeah, and let me tell you, that guy stinks. Worst guy I've ever met. I thought you meant he was smelly. Uh, yeah, he I also thought you meant that. He also does smell really bad. Um, I've, I don't like to say sucks. It's, you know, my mom told me not to say that because it's a bad word. Hmm. But I guess I did just say it. It's okay. We won't tell anyone. Okay. I, I've said this online, but I, I'm pretty, I don't know who can hear this, right? Cause like, it's supposed to be just be broadcasted in Apex. That's why I say the, the only show in the city, just like the one city, but like people keep saying they've listened. And I don't know how it's getting out there. I've been trying to look into it, but uh, I haven't found any results yet. But don't worry, I'm going to keep figuring it out. I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but I am kind of famous, in case you didn't know. And I can pretty much get whatever I want at any point. So, you know, if I want to listen to a show from another dimension, it just conveniently happens for me. Maybe they have like interdimensional XM radio or something. Yeah, Scam might have signed, like, some sort of deal like that and just not told anyone. Who knows? Um, anyways, uh, the first matchup of the remaining matchups is, uh, Velvet from Moon Harbor Extended up against Alina Mars from Protean City. Now, let me find that on my file. Why did I put all my files away? I know I was going to do this show, and I put them all back underneath the desk. Hold on. Let's see. Alright. And here, we can look at them here if anyone needs a reminder of what people can do. Thank you for sharing those files with us. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have, like, people's greatest fears or anything in here, so I think that's fine. Right? I won't tell if you won't. Um, in that case, uh, so, Velvet... Is Velvet from the... Okay, which universe is Velvet from? Now that you've mentioned that there's two Moon Harbors. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's kind of confusing. Velvet's actually from the past for us. Um, well, this version of Velvet. Velvet was, like, a hero in, like, 2004-ish. Um, she used to be a villain, then was a hero. It was a whole thing. Um, Saber, our, like, superhero organization, which was super corrupt, but, like, had this program where they're trying to, like, rehabilitate heroes that went on for a couple decades, and Velvet was in one of the, like, launches of it. Um, I guess time travel, like, it's here now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely read about Velvet in history books. Velvet is really interesting because Velvet, like, is goo, but can also be like a hard shell. So, like, Velvet could straight up just make a, like, shield over the city and just Gorlocks could just punch it over and over and she'd be fine. Or Velvet could be like, hey, I'm made of spikes. I'm going to attack you. What what if it, like, did a hard shell, but around, uh, Gorlocks, or Gorlax, or whatever, uh, and just, like, trapped it in a big old ball? It's done that before. We've definitely seen her do stuff like that. I think she did something like that when she was in space. Though, we weren't supposed to know that she went to Mars, because it was a whole secret thing. But, you know, how rumors get out. Uh, as for the other, uh, competitor, uh, Alina's got, like, psychic powers and is good at investigations, according to the files. Alina went really far last year, too. Alina is one of the most impressive heroes from Protean City that I've ever met or, like, worked with. 
I've heard that about her. You know, uh, you know, a real professional in the business, so to speak. Do we know how easy they might be provoked into anger? Oh, you mean like for collateral damage or something? Yeah. Yeah, one of the challenges is like keeping your cool. I definitely think Alina's a little bit more calm than Velvet is. Um, but Velvet's uh, teammate Hypeforce, who just got eliminated actually, um, definitely like cooled her off a little bit. It's definitely more chill than it used to be. What are your thoughts on this, Boom? You know, I'm not sure. I think that everybody has pulled out a really good performance so far in this bracket. I remember seeing Alina compete last year, and I was really, really impressed by everything that she could do. I mean, she just, like like Lighthammer was saying, she, you know, she went super far last year. I think that she might have the edge on this one, but I'm not familiar with Velvet. I could be wrong. I'm thinking Velvet might be, like, more efficient, but also more likely to cause too much damage. So it really just depends on how the scoring works in the end, I guess. Yeah, Alina's more level-headed. I think Velvet is more effective. So we will see how that one shakes out. I mean, I'm going to throw my support behind Velvet because, you know, Velvet is from one of the Moon Harbors. But yes, uh, both of them are great. Yeah, it does seem that either one of them could win this. Uh, in the next matchup, we've got Hannah Hawthorne from Protean City up against uh, Quetzal from Moon Harbor. So I might be biased because Quetzal is one of my roommates now. Um, but Quetzal's perfect and she can never do anything wrong, so. And she can fly and has, uh, looks like, increased speed and strength. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hannah Hawthorne has, uh, well, also flat and super strength. And huh. is also invincible. This is a real, not quite a mirror match, but very close to one. So for what it's worth, the only thing that makes Quetzal mad at all is when her girlfriend is in danger or when her dad's around. And her dad isn't. Gorlax, so, you know, that won't be an issue. And Portia, her girlfriend, did just make it to the next round, so Portia will be safe. So Quetzal will be able to keep her cool pretty much without a doubt. Hmm. Yeah, it does seem like she has a good chance of winning this. Unless they, like, put a digital Portia in there as, like, one of the people running around inside the city or something. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that would be pretty low. Boom, when you were competing, was there a digital Anai in the city? I didn't see one. I mean, I did keep an eye out for the the civilians. It's important for me to avoid collateral damage. But I don't know. I can can kind of empathize with Quetzal because, you know, the only thing that really sort of gets under my skin is if, you know, my, my girlfriend, my teammates, my parents, you know, any of my family members are in mortal danger. And in this case, they were. And, and Gorlax is just kind of like... I don't know. He's just like a big guy with a bad attitude. Like, he's just stomping around the city like, Oh, I'm gonna wear your intestines as a boa around my neck, and I can't believe your parents raised such a weakling. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, you don't think I've heard this before? Like, big blowhards who want to knock over buildings are a dime a dozen in this industry. Um, I mean, sounds like just like a rat mess of a big lizard. Yeah. 
Yeah. Worst attitude I've ever encountered in a supervillain. And that's really saying something. Kind of glad I don't have to compete. Not that I'm really not a. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's also. I mean, he is very big, but um, I did suplex him. I mean, that's what. What are you going to do? Not suplex a big lizard? Of course. It's just natural, really. Yeah. That's like the. You see a big lizard, you suplex it. Like, it's it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, and I think, you know, with both of our uh, competitors here, Hannah and Quetzal, both of them having super strength, I don't think they'll have any problems suplexing a big lizard. Exactly. I it, I... it really is just a, a matter of, you know, I guess maybe even luck when it comes down to it between these two. Yeah, this yeah. is a pretty close one. I think that as long as you can keep your head on your shoulders, you shouldn't have any problem with this guy, though. That's my advice to any future competitors. Don't let him get under his skin. He's got a lot more to be afraid of than you do. And he smells. He also smells smells terrible. I really cannot overstate how rank this lizard was. Alright, up next we have A.V. from Moon Harbor up against Quint from Otherware, or I guess Uh. Rancho Paseo specifically. (laughs) Do you have something you want to add, Lighthammer? Yeah. I have no feelings on Quint. We've never met. We've never worked together. A.V. and I have a complicated history. Um, she lives in my house and eats my food and frequently uh, leaves me passive-aggressive notes that were out of food that she finished. Um, but she's also the single most powerful person I know um, and maybe the most powerful person in Moon Harbor. She's also the worst. But I think that's a personal thing. I think she's personally the worst, not, like, professionally the worst. Yeah, her powers seem like they're... I, I just can't quite make sense of them, I guess. Like, I understand that they reality bending, but, like, everything's more specific than that. It gets kind of... Yeah. She talks about the world like it's, like, episodes or something like that. Like, it's, like, a... I don't know, like, a, a comic book. But... She says a lot of really weird things, but she can, like, skip through time and, like, teleport and manifest things that aren't there and move people, like, telepathically, I guess. Um, she also talks to people who aren't there, but I don't think that's really any, like, superpower. I think she's just talking to people who aren't there, or, like, a ghost or something. I'm not really sure. But... She also is kind of just aloof in general. She doesn't really... Nothing phases her because she acts like nothing is real. So, like, she's never angry. She just kind of laughs at everything. Huh. Hmm. But again, I don't know Quint, so Quint could be amazing. Wait, so A.V., like, she never gets mad, she just laughs at things. But is it, like, one of those situations where, like... Someone is like, oh, I'm not mad. I'm laughing, actually. But, like, you can tell that they're super angry, like, that sort of thing. Or is she just kind of, like, detached from that emotion? She's, like, everything is a joke to her. She's, like, she laughs at everything because it's funny. She's not, like, laughing to mask anger feelings. She's just, like, oh, this is hilarious. I don't care about you at all. Oh my god, but and she, she eats all your wheat thins? Orange juice is the biggest culprit, and also she stole all my books recently. I don't know <gasps> where those went. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of post-it notes all over my house saying, Lighthammer out of blank. 
Oh, just real quick, I'll let people know that Quint's got, like, a psychic constructs and, like, empathy control, sort of. So it's guess... projective. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, uh, it does seem maybe he can use that to his advantage in this, if he doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem the type to get mad a lot, and maybe he can use uh, this lizard's anger against him, and or just even, like, change his emotions. And I'm, I'm wondering, maybe, if uh, A.V., you know, kind of, like, acting like things don't matter too much, would, you know, what about just, you know, would that lead to just letting the, the city take damage when it doesn't necessarily need to? It's definitely a possibility. I think Allie, for what I know about her from all the times we interact, which is mostly through passive-aggressive post-it notes and, like, we've worked together a couple times, her big thing is she likes adventure, so she's gonna, like, really try to engage Gorlax as much as possible, but also she is really passionate about, like, protecting people. Like, she wants adventure, but she doesn't want things to get destroyed, because she said if too much gets destroyed, her, like, comic line comes to an end. I still don't know what that means, but, like, she does care about the people. She's just like, I want fun first. Hmm. But can Quint control his own emotions with his empathy control, or just other people's? We've we've had some discussion about this, about... So, the files, if you'll see... Also list unshakable self-confidence and a complete total lack of social anxiety. But we've been going back and forth on whether that's something that he wrote or if it was like a sarcastic funny joke or something. It's really hard to to nail down, I think. Yeah, the only thing I know about Quint is that he's got a pretty smart mouth on him. I like his hair. Yeah, he's got good hair. And, like, his name is great for branding. Like, Quintessential Hero is a truly terrific name in terms of just, like, marketing. Like, sheer profitability. Great name. Yeah, so uh, a real case of whether or not AV is going to take it serious enough that could really decide who who comes out of that one ahead. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. uh, Next matchup for round two, we'd have uh, The Wild Thing from Moon Harbor up against... The Golden Glove from Nerds on a Roll. Oh, this is interesting, because doesn't Golden Glove have, like, his own alien warlord thing going on? Yeah, he gets his powers from uh, an alien warlord that's bonded to him, but those powers include, like, super strength and speed and fly. Oh my god, do you think that, like, the two know each other? Do you think it's going to be awkward? Oh, oh my god, like, their they exes? Yeah, what if they're exes? Yeah. Oh, that would be. I mean, I'm just spitballing here. Obviously, not all alien warlords know each other, but like, wouldn't it be funny if they did? This one's interesting because the wild thing also has like a malevolent force living inside her. And like, I've worked with Golden Glove before. I know that like Golden Glove's, um, Xantoy that's in his brain, like, often is like, just destroy it all. It doesn't matter. And Clara also has a, like, malevolent force, the beast, inside her that's, like, destroy it all, it doesn't matter. So it's, like, which one of them can stay the most calm and collected while fighting an alien warlord while a force inside their brain is being, like, destroy everything? You know, in addition to Wild Thing's powers of, like, natural spikes and being strong, it also says here size changing from towering to kaiju. 
if you're being made big already as part of the the test, you think she could become like double kaiju? Yeah, oh, like she's probably got to be like super big. Yeah, like if they're growing under her normal size, she's normally about ten feet tall. So like if it's scaled appropriately, she could like become like four times the size that they make her. Ooh, that's like so, a big potential for collateral damage, though. Yeah, but this might work out for her because if she can turn into kaiju size, she might be more adapt with being that big compared to uh, a competitor. Like, if you already have the experience of turning that big, you might be able to avoid causing damage if you already you have that experience. You might be used to watching out for cars under your feet. Yeah. Yeah, I love Clara. We've well, we met in a dream once, I think. Um, I don't know if it was actually a dream. We've crossed paths, but like this could really go either way too. A lot of these are really close for me. Um, next up, we got. Uh, I keep forgetting what we were told. I'm going to go with uh, Tyrannus. Mm-hmm, that's from, correct. From Moon Harbor Extended, it looks like, up against Ecstatic from Waypoint. Battle of the Electric Heroes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have basically the same powers. Yep, uh, Tyrannus can, uh, travel through electricity and drain electricity from an area. Has, like, lightning and... It says here, minor teleportation. Whereas, ecstatic lists more, more specifically, like, electrodynamic control with, like, a lot of emphasis on magnetization. But it is a lot of overlap. Yeah, they're very similar. I'm a little biased again because um, Tyrannus is from Moon Harbor, and Tyrannus reminds me a lot of my boyfriend. Um, they like sound very similar, like vocally, they sound very similar. Mm. Oh, but Tyrannus does have the like teleporting through lightning thing, so like he can fight and then immediately be protecting, and then fight and then immediately be protecting. But also, Ecstatic could fully just magnetize Gorlock and just, or Gorlax and just send it away. I have a question about Tyrannus's powers. Mm-hmm. Um, it says here that he can drain electricity from an area. Uh, it, does he, does he need to do it in order to use his powers, or is it just like a thing that he can do with them? It's a thing he can do. He usually just pulls lightning from the sky. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I might be a little bit biased as a fellow redheaded person who has got scar tissue all over their body. But I think that I might have to give it to Tyrannus in this matchup. I mean, he could just electrocute Gorlocks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. Uh, although I could yeah. say they both could, theoretically. But I know what you mean. Ecstatic is also like, and I'm saying this as a celebrity, Ecstatic is a little bit more like showy and like driven by her fan base, where Tyrannus was, like, raised by a superhero organization, by Saber, and is very much, like, mission first. Mm. Oh! <laughs> Ecstatic, I just got it. Right? It's so clever. It's so funny. Yeah. I heard she used to go by Sparky, which I, I can understand the brand change. Uh, up next, we have a uh, special agent Thermite from Otherware up against Nazgrim Bloodscale from Nerds on a Roll. Let's see, Thermite has uh, you know fighting skills as most uh, heroes might, but also super strength and durability, and can uh, 
churning parts of her into like superheated magma. Whereas uh, Nazgrim is an alien overlord. Oh, another one. A lot of alien overlords in this round. Do you think yeah, also, that- also, you know, lizard-esque. Yeah, do you think that being being from another dimension could give Nazgrim an edge in this? He might be more familiar with, um, you know, what's-his-name's tactics than Thermite. But also Nazgrim, Thermite is from, like, our world and probably cares more about the city than Nazgrim does. Oh, true. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Nazgrim seems to have be, been here for a while, at least as far as, like, March Mastuses are concerned, right? Yeah, he, I mean, this one is... one of the, the special eight or nine people that have been in all of them? Yep. Yeah, Nazgrim, Kid Katie, uh, the people from Boom's Halcyon, it's and Golden Glove, I think it's just the seven of them? Maybe six, because I'm not sure if Gordlord was in the first one. No, Pippa was in the first one. Gordlord, uh, this is Gordlord's second tournament. That's so cool. It's so cool that, like, there are people who've competed for three years in a row. I know. It's been really fun seeing everybody come back and, and reconnecting with people who you've known over the years. I might like to go further than round three this year, but we'll see how it pans out. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Well, thank you. Yeah. So what you're saying is we should sabotage Beep Boop? No. Is that like a no with a wink, or is that like just a no? No, that's a hard no. A, don't sabotage my friend. B, I don't think you've ever met Beep Boop, but um, if you did, you know that it would not work out well for you. I believe that. I still think. Maybe Special Agent Thermite have this. Well, the thing about Thermite and Nazgrim is that, or at least by way of some of Nazgrim's powers, such as like the acid spit and the helioblasts, like both of them, if they're going to use their powers, have kind of an inherently destructive power that I could see accidentally causing a lot of uh, lateral damage. Yeah, yeah. I think I got to give it to Special Agent Thermite, um, but. Again, could go either way. Wait, but like, I know we just decided that not all alien overlords know each other, but could Nazgrim know Gorlax? Because again, that's it's possible. either an inherent advantage or disadvantage. Nazgrim has traveled a lot of the galaxy. That's so true. like what Paige said earlier. Yeah, if he's not familiar with Gorlax, he might at least be familiar with his work. Or if, at the very least, someone else's like similar work, if it really came down to it like that. Yeah, I think that Thermite is a really, really good competitor, but I might have to give it to uh, Nazgrim on this one. Um, next up, we got Blue Beetle from Das Comics' Patch City up against Slugger King from Protean City. Now, uh, Blue Beetle has got like an alien, you know, beetle armor kind of thing that uh. You know, increases strength and adds flat and can, like, fire lasers and stuff. Whereas uh, Slugger King can hit anything with a baseball bat. I know I was confident in Slugger King taking it all this year, but... Well, think about it this way, right? Like, of those two power sets, one of them is more likely to cause collateral damage, by which I mean Slugger King, because you, you always hear about baseballs hitting car windows and stuff, right? Yeah, as as much as I do think it would be very, very funny to see Gorlocks get hit in the head with a baseball bat, and that would be very funny, I think that 
Blue Beetle might have the the temperament to to keep you know her temper in check and not cause collateral damage. Yeah, she seems nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Darren had only nice things to say. Yeah, and I trust Darren's uh, opinions. Yeah, I'm just thinking about Slugger King. Like, if you hit someone in the head with a baseball bat, they're gonna fall backwards. And like, if she hits, if she hits Gorlax, Gorlax is gonna fall backwards on the city. It's unlikely that Slugger King is strong enough if he hits Gorlax that like Gorlax is gonna f- go flying like home run style out of the city. Mm. Yeah. Where like I guess Blue Beetle could just like throw it. Now, what if Slugger oh, King true. hits Gorlax in the kneecaps? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, like a l- little bit of mob falls. style. Well, then, mm. like, you know, one leg, and then he's, you know, he's got him kneeling. My Uncle Otto showed me, like, a couple of, like, submission kind of things that you could do with the baseball bat. I mean, if you want to stop, him, you know, Gorlax from moving around. I gotta say, I think Blue Beetle has this one over Slugger King, but... I mean, on the face, yeah, it definitely seems that way. Yeah. All right, on our final of the, the round two matchups is uh, Bane Raven from Super Idols up against Mystic from Otherware. Now this, I mean, I know we had Mystic here last time, but uh, I do think that Mystic has this over Bane Raven, just because I heard that uh, Bane Raven has quite a short temper. And we talked with Mystic you know, last time about uh, her greatest fear and all that being, like, losing control of her powers, so she works really, really hard to make sure that doesn't happen. Which, you know, would definitely help on the not-causing-collateral damage thing. Yeah, Mystic's got a pretty level head. I gotta give it to her on this one. Yeah, Bane Raven's temper is pretty well-known. Um, and Mystic, I think, is very, like, common collected. She's more likely to get sad than anything else. Yeah. Though Bane Raven can turn into a tiger, which is very cool. Yes. It, I don't Bane know if that Raven helps. Is very cool. Hard agree. That's absolutely true. Is Bane Raven the last super idol in it? Um, it does I believe that is the case. Seem the way, yes. Wow. Yeah, we've already had uh, two teams, uh, you know, you know, be removed from the competition so far, and there there is a, a good chance that a couple more drop. Yeah, we could definitely lose Bane Raven and the Super Idols this round. And uh, I, I'm not—I don't think this is going to happen. But if things really go away, there's a chance that Moon Harbor Extended Teams gets out next week too. That's true. We only have two people uh, competing in the next week. So yeah, it is totally possible that the two of us uh, are like one universe, and Super Idols don't make it to round three. Yeah. Um. But, you know, speaking of round three, we already know what, like, four of those matchups are going to be, so we can we can talk about those, too, real quick. Round three, as I mentioned, is about, you know, doing a, a night patrol. And I, I don't want to read too much more about it, because we do have one of the competitors here. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Um, when you talk about our matchups, I'll plug my ears. No, I mean, you can... You can still participate in the discussion. I'm, I imagine you have only good things to say about your teammate. Oh, absolutely. And I like stirring the pot, so I'm going to make things as difficult for you as possible. Oh, boy. All right, well, before we get to that matchup, let's talk about Pariah from Dice Comics up against Portia from Moon Harbor. Uh, Pariah is, uh, let's see here, got a, you know, highly skilled at combat, has multiversal travel experience, and has a sword that uh, contains a bunch of different swords in it. 
I think Darren said something about it, like channeling other versions of himself from other dimensions or something. Hmm. Whereas, um... And Portia's like a spider lady, right? Yeah, she's got, like, spider sorcery. Spooky magic. Portia is my other official roommate. Katzal and Portia are official roommates. Ali is, like, a squatter. And Portia's kind of just a creature of the night. Like, her dad is a supervillain. She was raised in this, like, really cool gothic mansion that, like, is invisible unless you're invited over. And, you know, spider powers. Her aesthetic is, like, cool white dress. It's very aesthetic. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I think Priya has what it takes, though, to handle this particular challenge. There's something about him that seems like he could last quite a long time before giving up. Well, the the edge that I think Pariah might have is, it says here that um, Pariah knows combat medicine. And I think that that could come in very handy if you run into somebody in the field who happens to have been injured from some kind of, like, a mugging or a super villainy attack, any anything like that. Um, I think that being able to patch people up in the field is a really underrated skill to have. And I think that when you are out in the field doing, you know, any number of super heroics, um, taking care of people is a really big element of that. So I think that um, the field medicine is going to come really in handy for him. On the other hand, um, if I were a bad guy and I was doing bad guy things and somebody showed up and just had like a mass of spiders that they could control. I'd probably stop what I was doing and leave. Yeah, I mean, certainly, like, unless you're, you know, into spiders. I think having anything crawling on or near you is a bad time. Yeah. Portia can also communicate with the spiders and, like, send them off to get more information for her. So, like, she could be patrolling huge chunks of the city simultaneously. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like most matches as we get further in, it's only going to be harder and harder matchups, I think. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hard choices, we got uh, Boom versus Beep Boop. Both, you know, from Rollout. The, the Rollout team. Yep. So, Boom, who do you think's going to win this one? Yeah, sell us on it. I, I don't, I don't want to sell you guys on why I'd be a better choice than my friend. I mean... I, I'll i talk about myself for a little bit. Um, I feel like that's a, a good sort of middle ground to take. I've, I mean, it's no secret that I've struggled a lot in the past with my own feelings of hopelessness and the the feelings that I have around, you know, patrolling, things like that. Um, I mean, I'm good at patrolling. I like doing it. I like helping people. The fact that I'm going to be out at night, I do feel like I have kind of an advantage because, you know, I wear very light colors in the field. Um, I do as a result of my powers, you know, my heart glows, my arm glows. So it's pretty easy to pick me out when I'm flying around and flag me down. And I mean, it's it's going to be a patrol. I don't know what the catch is here, but I do know that I am going to get out there and I am going to do my best. 
And if that happens to be stopping a train or stopping a mugging or helping somebody who's lost find their way home at the end of the night, you know, it's it's really at the end of the day, it's just about going out there and doing what's asked of you. There's no trick to it. Now, this is just a completely unrelated question. Um, uh-huh. Don't read into it. But um, how likely are you or Beep Boop, say, to, you know, give up? When things get tough. Uh, you know, I mean. For no reason. I don't think either of us have really given up on anything in our lives. I mean, you don't really give up in this sort of, you know, the line of work that we have. You can't. I mean, if if we're not going to do it, then who else would? You know, it's it's not a matter of feeling rewarded about the work that you do. It's the fact that this is the sort of thing that you need to be doing. You know, if I'm capable of doing this, then I should be out there doing it. Oh, honey, we are very different people. Like, the travail, stellar, ecstatic, like, light show. We're all kind of just doing this for the fame and glory. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what my shot at famousness is really going to be. I, uh, you know, I'm kind of weird looking. I don't know. There's a lot of people out there singing your praises and thinking you're going to go all the way. Well, I mean, I'm I'm really happy that I have people out there pulling for me. If I could make it so that Beep Boop and I were both able to advance, I would. I mean, Beep Boop is great at what she does, and I feel like I've learned as much from her as she's learned from me. I mean, that's part of being a teammate to somebody. Have you considered, you know, whoever wins here, Having the other person be their feet in like a two-person trench coat situation. You know, I was thinking about that because here's the thing. Beep Boop is very tall, but I'm very short. So I feel like it would sort of even out and nobody would notice. Yeah. Not that I'm suggesting uh, decapitating your like teammate, but like if you cut off Beep Boop's head, would she still be like a functional robot? Could you just like carry her with you into the second round oh. or the next round? Oh, that's, ugh, that's that's a little grim. Um, here's the thing. Uh, there is actually a brain inside of Beep Boop's robot exoskeleton. So I think that if... Oh, gosh, I don't even want to contemplate this. What am I saying? I'm not going to cut off my teammate's head. Yeah, that is a pretty grim thing to suggest, Lathammer. I'm just thinking of, like, if we want both of you to advance, how can both of you advance? And, like, that could be a way for both of you to go on to the next round. I mean... If Beep Boop gets knocked out in this round, I think that she's just going to go into the arcade and hack all of the machines so they play Doom. I mean, people seem to be having fun in the arcade after they lost. I think it would be kind of fun to see somebody play Doom by using the Dance Dance Revolution controls. That would be really fun. Didn't Beep Boop's dad, like, make a video game that she was in? Yeah, um, you know, Beep Boop's... I think that some people have the wrong idea about Beep Boop's dad, like... Yeah, he was a supervillain, but it's also pretty apparent that a lot of the stuff that he did was to save his daughter's life, and he very clearly loves his daughter, and I don't think that even bad people are incapable of turning over a new leaf and becoming better, you know? I've gotten to know him a little bit over the past couple of months, and he seems like a really nice guy. I hope that he's watching and cheering for his daughter. I know he is. And I mean... Honestly, how many heroes in this, like, bracket don't have somebody in their life who was previously supervillain that isn't anymore? 
Exactly. I mean, like, Witch was a supervillain. Uh, Velvet was a supervillain. Quetzal was a supervillain. Portia's the child of a supervillain. Like, villains are kind of as integral to who we are as people as being a hero is. Without villains, we wouldn't be anything. Yeah. And I mean, there's always going to be somebody out there who needs help in some way, shape, or form. And at the end of the day, that's that's what I do. I help people. Yeah. Also, one time, um, I had to drag Beep Boop down into the sewers with me. Um, we we had a, a a girl that we knew who was housing insecure. And, um, you know, she was, you know, out on the streets. And she didn't really trust us. But also, she was very hungry, so, and this is, like, kind of gross, but, like, I got one of my backpacks, and, I mean, I'd do it all over again, but I should have picked a different backpack, because it was, like, my pink Jansport backpack, and I really liked that one. But, like, I made her a whole bunch of, like, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and, like, we put some tampons in there, because I know that's important, and some pads in case she doesn't use tampons, I totally get it. And, like, you know, we went down into the sewers, and, you know, left the bag there for her so she'd find it because like that's where she was at the time um and then you know when we were down in the sewers um we did get um just covered in filth there was like a tidal wave of like you know what i'm not going to get into what was in the tidal wave that hit us but um yeah beep boop might have been right on that one maybe we should have used a little bit more caution but at the end of the day i don't actually know where i was going with this um i guess yeah i guess that if i have to do something really gross and disgusting when i'm out on patrol in the next round i'm totally gonna do it i could not get the smell out of my hair for weeks though i'm gonna be honest i thought your your whole spiel there was gonna end in telling people to follow their heart on who they think is gonna win or something well yes follow your heart but also i might have to go into a sewer if the situation calls for it but but you won't hesitate to do so I will not. That's one of the aspects of the job that keeps you humble. Depending on how long the night goes, though, do you have a bedtime versus does Beep Boop need to sleep? So Beep Boop's thing is interesting. Um, She technically doesn't need to sleep. She does need to recharge. I think that um, she only needs about four hours to be fully charged as opposed to like a regular person who needs, um, you know, eight hours of sleep. Um, the bedtime is <laughs> a little bit, I hope my mom isn't listening to this. Um, back before I joined the young vanguard, um, when my powers were first manifesting, um, I would kind of do my own little patrols on the street because, you know, like I said, y- you have powers and you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing with them. So, um, you know, I'd wait until my parents went to bed, which thank goodness they go to bed early because, you know, they're old people. So, you know, I'd uh, I'd hop out around like 9.30, 10. I'd be on the streets until, you know, maybe 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And um, I'd, you know, go home and, and sleep and, you know, get a couple hours of sleep and then go to high school. And I'm really, really glad that the young vanguard picked me up because, boy, were my grades not good. But, um, yeah, I think as long as I have, like, an energy bar, um, you know, a... a sandwich packed away i should be okay all right that's good to know uh, i'm used to staying yeah. up late uh let's let's power through these last two uh matchups here real quick um we got virgo regulus from protean city and brainwave from waypoint 
Virgo Regulus is like a lion man from space. He's got like a plasma staff and superhuman strength and stuff. Um, Brainwave, also from space. Also an alien. Yeah. She's got like telepathy and alien gadgets and stuff. Also has like a ship. Or at least a ship AI. Hmm. Um, I think maybe, like, since the AI is in drone, drone form, maybe you could do something kind of like how Lathammer was saying with the spiders for Portia. Do like a, at least, you know, split up and do two types of, uh, patrol in two different spots. That's definitely true. Maybe. Yeah. For Brainwave, I mean, they do have, like, telepathy, so they could always just, like, again, stay in one place and just scan the city and be like, where does it sound like people are in danger? So, like, they could work smarter, not harder. That's mm. true. That's absolutely true. And if you have, like, the advantage of a, a ship AI, like, you do technically then have two people patrolling the city. And a way to get, like, to where there's trouble quicker. Yes. Yeah. I gotta go Brainwave on this one. I think that uh, Brainwave has the know-how and also the, like, skills to do the thing. I gotta yeah. agree with you, but I will say, if I happened to be living in a city and I knew that there was, like, a giant lion man just, like, wandering around, um, I probably, again, would not do crime. No. I'd probably feel pretty safe about, uh, you know, big lion man out there doing, like, hero stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I do know that, like, Brainwave is in a really nice superhero-populated city, but they and their team are in, like, the not-so-nice part of the city. So people are still, like, crimey there. Hmm. Alright. So Brainwave would probably have more work across the board. Yeah, yeah. but Brainwave does have the ship. Or at least it's AI. I, I don't AI. know if the ship is still working. Last I heard the like ship that. was still working. I mean, if you have a ship, then I guess that makes the patrol even easier, right? Yeah. A ship would help out with that. Um, last matchup here is Phantom from Otherwhere up against Kid Katie from Nerds on a Roll. Uh, Phantom doesn't have any, like, powers themselves, but they have, like, a, a cloaking device that is a cloak and anti-gravity, so they can fly around. And, um, it says here is a skilled thief, which I'm not sure about the heroic nature of that, but who knows? Well, how are you gonna mug somebody if somebody took your knife, you know? Yeah, I guess. Steal yeah. the bad guy's stuff before they can do crimes with it. Alright, that's a good point. Uh, Kid Katie has dimensional shifting, interdimensional sight, psychic constructs, and is strong and can fly. Kid Katie was in my top two to make it all the way. I thought it was going to be Kid Katie versus AV at the end, just based on the like, sheer amount of power. Um, cause Kid Katie does have the like, I can see in all dimensions simultaneously thing. Which I think makes patrolling pretty easy. Cause again, work smarter, not harder. Just kind of like look around and be like, alright, what's happening in these worlds? Where is the trouble that might arise? The whole like predictive thing. Yeah, I think that, um, with the matchup with Kid Katie versus Phantom, I think we're looking at two competitors who have Skills that are suited to wildly different methods of patrolling. Kid Katie feels like somebody who you would want out there 
sort of in the reserves in case something really big and really important comes up. Like one of your Gorlocks, the Conquerors, shows up. Whereas someone like Phantom, you probably want them on the street, um, you know, just sort of responding to more like street level threats, you know, mugging, somebody is lost, uh, we need to, somebody's car got stolen, something like that. Yeah, that that yeah. sounds about right. I mean, I'm I'm a little biased here, but I kind of want to see Phantom advance. Considering it's hard picking picking between the competitors is really hard because everybody has a different skill that makes them good at what they do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I try to point out that like it's not that we're saying that someone can't do this so much as these people can both probably get the job done well enough. It's more of like a who does it faster or, you know, more efficiently or with less destruction, stuff like that. Yeah. My take is that everybody's a good hero and I hope everybody in has fun this round and does their best. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the takeaway. Go out there, leave it all on the field, have fun. No regrets as long as you do your best. If you're boom, leave your competitor on the field decapitated. No! What is wrong I'm with so you? Sorry. I'm so sorry. Just, again, just a thought. Who raised you? No one. My parents died because uh, the first generation of my legacy, you know, or second generation of my legacy killed them. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, well. Sorry about that. You know, who doesn't have a tragic backstory? I'm fine. Not traumatized whatsoever. Maybe we should um, end this episode. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I should go get sorry. some therapy. Just uh, real quick before we, you know, close everything out, I guess just remind folks again, in case they forgot, about the musical stuff, seeing how y'all are both going to be involved in it and all. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, March 18th, 25th, and April 1st at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, check it out on Moon Harbor's uh, Facebook page. Um, they got a Twitter. You can just go follow them at Moon Harbor Cast. Um, and yeah, my PR person, uh, Tess Youth uh, at TPHuth94, will also probably be tweeting about it a lot. I guess with that, uh, that's all super sports fans. We'll, we'll see you next time. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. March Massness is an event put together by James Malloy, with help this year from Siobhan. You can find them on Twitter, at AndTheMeltdowns, and at SpellboundMage, respectively. And the event has a Twitter, at MarchMasksness. Slugbug is played by Cassidy Caruso-Neal, who also edited this show and made the album art. You can find her on Twitter, at MadLobotanist. Flicker is played by Charlie Caruso-Neal, who can be found on Twitter, at Magical underscore Pride, where you can find links to all of his podcasts and projects. Boom is played by Eli Lee, who lives on Twitter at It's Hamhawks. Boom's canonical adventures are documented over on at Rollout Podcast. Lighthammer and Requiem are played by Tess Huth, she they, who can be found on Twitter at TPHuth94. Apex City is normally run by Jeremy, who also did the music for this show and played Overclock. You can find him on Twitter at Tauyface, and you can find the show at Apex CityCast, as well as Stitcher, iTunes, or Suplexing Giant Lizards. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.